Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As most of you I think know, Judge Penny today, after a hearing, decided to agree with Britney Spears. And as of today, effective immediately, the conservatorship has been terminated as to both the person and the estate. of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry today I am joined by another fun lovely person to talk about this week's hot topics you know her you love her she hosts Laguna Biatch she is on a great podcast called Beyond the Blinds with Troy McKeady Kelly hello thank you so much for having me I have to say the name of your podcast is so brilliant oh thank you <laughs> I love it I, I just had to let everybody know, don't ask me shit about me. I'm only talking about other people. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, you, you like, you really have been like such a, like a lighthouse for me in so many ways, because over the pandemic, I have been rewatching the Hills and more specifically, I've been watching Whitney Ports and her husband's recaps of the Hills and just like have this plethora of information about Laguna Beach and the Hills. It's just so refreshing because it means so much to me. It was like the first show that I really, really latched onto. So is that the same for you? I would say definitely first like reality show. Um, yeah. It was right up there though with the OC and One Tree Hill for me. Mm-hmm. I was sure. I was very attached to those and Laguna Beach. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I could see how that would be like a a, a three way situation, a triumvirate, yeah. if you will. Right. That was my <laughs> holy trinity when I was a teenager, when I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> uh, 
talk more about the Hills universe later, but I like to start off the episodes by doing a segment called girl which is like every week somebody inevitably like pisses me off or does something stupid and so this week the girl of the week is i'm sorry to have to speak his name jim bob duggar now if you guys didn't know a couple weeks ago jim bob of counting on 16 18 19 75 kids and counting fame um has announced that he is running for the Arkansas State Senate. Now, we all know that, that family runs real red, real conservative. One of the kids last election cycle ran for, oh, I can't even remember what position, but he failed and flailed real hardcore. But Jim Bob says that he wants to, that he's running on a pro-family, pro-business, pro-gun, and pro-life campaign. Now, just to remind you guys, his oldest son is going to, um, he is uh, going to be standing trial on November 30th of this year for um, harboring lots of images of child sex abuse. So, Kelly, do you want to explain to me why this man is running for government office? <laughs> complete insanity like I think it's just so narcissistic you know it's like one of those things where this family is so fucking crazy yeah that they're just like oh well you know well we're religious so people have to like us and it's like it doesn't always work that way <laughs> yeah yeah I, I didn't ask you like what your history is with the Duggars because I feel like what you you understand pop culture on a level of even if you never watched the show like you can understand desperation like you've been following Heidi and Spencer for a long time <laughs> and you can understand like the desperation of people wanting to remain in the news cycle by any means necessary and this is like truly so out of pocket and delusional I, I can't even believe it yeah it's it's absolutely insane and delusional was the word I was looking for to I couldn't yeah. think of it at the moment but <laughs> that whole family is so delusional with everything that they think. I mean, even how they covered up everything with Josh. And I, I don't know if I was a fan of counting on or, you know, no, nobody was. yeah, but nobody. I watched it. I for <laughs> yeah. sure watched it. Of course. <laughs> oh man. What is, this is like, so, so wild. I mean, they lost the show. And to me, this is the impetus or the catalyst for why he's running. Like they don't have, the attention they don't have like that platform anymore and so right. they have to find it mm -hmm. i yeah. i don't want to laugh but it's just so delusional like i just can't believe it there's no way he's even going to end up on the ballot right can anyone end up on a ballot i don't know anything <laughs> i mean if caitlin jenner can do it who's to say yeah that's true that's true <laughs> Who's to say? Um, let's move on to something way, way better than this. Clap your hands, everybody. Our girl is free. Britney Spears's conservatorship has officially ended after 13 years. I cannot believe this. What a day. What a moment. What a day is right. I'm so happy for her. You know, I've been following the free Britney movement, I want to say since like 2016. Mm -hmm. So seeing how many people were supporting her. And I like, <clears throat> I cried <laughs> when I, when I read yeah. the headline that she was free. I'm so happy for her. And even I, I hope, honestly, there's a part of me that's like, I hope she just never performs again. I hope that she lives the life that she really wants. Yes. And, and yeah. You are the only person I feel like 
you and, and Troy have been saying, what I've been thinking this whole time is that like, you know, I hate to martyr myself, but here I go. So for <laughs> years, I have been like really uncomfortable and I hadn't really been following the Free Britney movement, but over the years, I've just been like, gosh, does she really want to be in Vegas? Does she really want to do this? Because it doesn't seem like she does. And I had a lot of Britney fans being like, fuck you, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and I just felt like this was just like not what she really wanted to do. And she really just wanted to like be with the boys, have more kids, dance in the mirror in front of herself, like try on various crop tops. And that's what I thought the life that she wanted. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think that this is going to be a long break if not a retirement and if that happens like I'm so happy for her for sure you know it's just when you heard her talk in the courtroom and saying how she has an IUD that she can't take out and just all this in the lithium it just it broke my heart even more I was like wow this is worse than what I thought it was right Jamie Spears is so evil Mm -hmm. and I just have a question like why do you think Lynn Spears is getting away with so much because to me she's just as evil she's just not like legally bound to the situation I think eventually Lynn will get in like hers as well um I just think everybody knew that Jamie kind of had that control so he was kind of head of the beast you know what I mean yeah uh um do you think Felicia cried? I bet she did. Oh, I hope there's a reunion. I, I really want there to camera. be a, yeah. I mean, I, I want I, it on camera, but then I'm also like, maybe I don't, maybe after, <laughs> like maybe after yeah. the first time they see each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if somebody could just like record them from afar, just the initial hug and then they could do their thing. I'll be so happy. But yeah, I just want them like, I want Felicia to make her like homemade biscuits and mm-hmm. I want them to like just sit down and drink a bunch of sweet tea and and get back to each other you know yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. I think I think um we're all waiting for to find out about Felicia right now now that we know Brittany's good we're like how's Felicia <laughs> exactly exactly uh, what do you think this means for Jamie Lynn I hope nothing but bad <clears throat> I have a weird my relationship to Jamie Lynn, not that I know her or anything, I do feel bad for her to a point because, you know, she was on set on Zoe 101 with all those allegedly gross people, Dan Schneider and all those people. And she didn't have like a Felicia with her. She didn't have someone to help her. It was kind of just like her on her own. Yeah. So there is still that part of me that's like, you know, uh, Jamie is an abusive father. So who's to say Jamie Lynn wasn't abused too? Not to say Jamie Lynn has handled the conservatorship well. So I'm I'm very back and forth with her. Yeah. Is it kind of like she really never had a chance sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, after Zoe 101, you know, what is she going to do? I don't know. So back and forth, just because I think she was just as abused, not just as abused as Brittany. I can't say that, but you know, she was a childhood star too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like she could just like get a pen name and continue to make country music. I agree with you. Just keep it, keep it simple. Keep because her songs aren't that bad. Like she might not have the best voice, but I know she's written songs for like Janet Kramer and other people. So maybe just get a fake name and keep doing that, Jamie Lynn. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, gosh, I, I'm just so happy for Brittany. I don't even know what to do with myself. And like, what a what a day for 2007. Like Paris getting married, Brittany being free, Nicole's at Paris's wedding. What a moment! What I a know. Moment. I know. <laughs> Um, I really like the point where I really cried was seeing her Instagram post of the video of everybody like celebrating outside the courthouse. Like, I just, I'm just so happy. Like posted in her caption, like, can I get an amen? I'm like, yes, girl, you can get several from me today. For sure. Yeah. I just, she seems so happy now and she deserves it, you know? She really, really does. Um, so our third one, I know that you're just beginning your journey with the housewives. Yes. So like, ha- how much do you know about the latest season of Beverly Hills? I only know probably more than I think I know, to be honest, because I follow so many Bravo accounts. Sure. <laughs> um, so I know like Erica Jane has everything going on with her. I know people loved Kathy Hilton and I get, I I feel like Sutton and Garcelle were picked on, but I could be wrong. Correct. All, all correct things okay. and factual things. Um, okay. <laughs> speaking of Kathy, uh, you, uh, she is actually, they're, they're now filming for season 13 or whatever the fuck season it is. Doesn't matter. The next season. Um, and Kathy is holding out on filming because she wants more money. Now, Kathy's role was friend of but obviously she shot out like a cannon she's very popular people loved her um and she to me found a really good like a sweet spot and that she wasn't she didn't really have to reveal too much about her family she didn't we never saw rick we saw her at her house but she was always filming together by herself and there really wasn't much of her personal life. And we just got to see her like putter around with a, you know, like a box fan and just like bothering Kyle. So I'm concerned about this holding out for money because I feel like Kathy needs to stay in the sweet spot. Otherwise people aren't going to like her. People like housewives tend to get on the show and they, if they're really popular, their first season, they get out of control. Often the second season, their heads get big because they went on Twitter and they saw that everybody loved them. And now they're like, oh, I feel like I'm untouchable. And I feel like this is very dangerous because Kathy has about 11 dark sides to her and so many skeletons in that closet. (laughs) And this is not going to be, I, I saw this article and I was like, this is not good. This is not good thing for me. Um, have you read House of Hilton? I have not. No, I haven't either, but I've heard it's very dark and it's like, I, I need to read it. But I, my concern is that Kathy's going to give too much and listen, I saw pictures of them heading into Paris's wedding and I saw a picture of Conrad and he does not look well. Mm-mm. And I feel like that is a very dark aspect of that family that people don't really know about. I completely agree with you. And when I, when you sent me that link and I kind of read through it, I was like, are they having money problems? Like that was my first yeah. thought immediately. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, I mean, to straight up refuse to participate is, that's ballsy that's really really ballsy and to me it's like I think she's got too much dip on her chip I think she's getting a little too cocky and I don't like that 
I trust your opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Um, sorry, there, I'm like, so, I have a cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, that is a lot of drama. So I want to end on the announcement of former slash former Hill star current Hills participant, because I don't think anybody watches the show. Um, <laughs> Audrina Patridge has announced that she is coming out with a memoir and <laughs> it is everything that I would expect from Audrina. So like, talk to me about your feelings about her. So it's kind of funny because when I was younger, I thought Audrina was really cool. Like the mm-hmm. way she dressed and she was in the music industry. And I was like, oh, Audrina's like my favorite. And I rewatch the episodes for my, my podcast, Nostalgia and Now. And I'm like, wow, Audrina was boring. This whole show yeah. was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm currently watching season six where she's dating, uh, question mark, Ryan Cabrera. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is such a slog. <laughs> yeah, Audrina's role is, is to just say things like, um, oh, no way, I had no idea. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no way. No, that's, yeah, that's what happened. I'm done. Like those are her only lines. <laughs> so much drama. I don't want any drama. <laughs> this is so like, just, this is like just too much for me to handle. <laughs> and it's like her coffee order. She's like, I right. <laughs> She's truly so boring. She's such a I hate to use the term nothing burger, but she really truly is. Um, the book cover really cracked me up because it's just <laughs> so like, you guys know that we have like, I feel there was like a huge wave of these celebrity or specifically reality TV star memoirs. And about 80% of like the women's reality TV uh, book covers have the same font. Mm-hmm. which is like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like uh, millennial pink chic. I, I don't know. Like you guys know this font when you see it. It's like wispy. It almost cool. looks like painted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just very like, I thought we had come out of this, but apparently <laughs> we had not. Like three years after this wave of this font, here comes Audrina. And that really is like, what really cracks me up is just seems so why didn't you do this like seven years ago yeah I mean (laughs) I know that she had a really like bad divorce but I don't think legally she can really talk about it so I'm curious to see what she will talk about yeah and and she does the typical like you know anything that you ever wanted to know is going to be in this book I'm going to mention it all and I dated Chris Prime I guess we want to hear about that and you're going to be so surprised about the things that have been in there because I have had held so much and like there's so much that you guys don't know and even for like a big Audrina fan what what are the burning questions (laughs) I don't I have no idea Maybe she'll explain what that god-awful tattoo is on the back of her neck. <laughs> I saw the thing that you got blocked for. It yeah. was that- <laughs> I, I have been, like, what is it? Is it a tomato? Is it a heart? Is it a radish? What's wrapped around it? What is it? Looks it? Like, it looks like a heart, but it's the world shaped as a heart with a snake 
going around it. Or maybe the snake is the earth. I don't know. It's, it's tragic. <laughs> it's the worst tattoo on the whole planet. It's so ugly. Um, gosh, was, was she your favorite at the time or was Lauren your favorite? How'd you feel about Kristen? Where I loved stand? Lauren and Lo. Lauren and uh-huh. Lo are always, like Lo's always been a continuous favorite of mine. Same. I don't think, and people are like, she's bitchy. I'm like, she's a reality TV show star. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and she, she wasn't did. that bitchy. <laughs> she wasn't that bitchy. Like, they really exaggerated, like, those looks that she would give people. And, like, honestly, Audrina is kind of dumb. So, like, I would be kind of annoyed to have to hang out with her, too. Like, if we're going to be honest, it's annoying. And she probably didn't want to hang out with Justin Bobby because he's a weirdo. For and sure. She, like, was Laguna Beach. Like, she was the stereotype of that, like, blonde, kind of bitchy teenager who wore, like, denim skirts and, you know, had Chanel bags at 19. Like, she gave us everything that we could have possibly wanted. And you guys are ungrateful. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I was lucky enough to have Lo on my podcast. And she was like, the deal with me is I wouldn't talk about my personal life. She yes. was like, I didn't want people knowing who I was dating. So I was just there to be that person to be like, oh, no way, Lauren. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, to just like drive, drive the storyline. Um, yeah, I was a big Lo fan too. But then I kind of... I don't want to say turned, but I always wondered, it just seemed like she, when the Hills announced their reboot, that she kind of, it seemed like she felt some kind of way about it. And I always was very curious about that. And it also seems like she and Lauren might not be friends and haven't been friends for a while. So I, I've just always side-eyed that situation, but I loved her on the show. Yeah, I think what happened was Lo doesn't like how she was portrayed on the show. And she said, she's like, you know, I can't say I didn't give them that, that like, um, what am I thinking? You give them like the ammo and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know, I did give them those scenes and I did act that way here and there, but production really over-exaggerated it. So I think she just had like a bad taste in her mouth about the, um, about the Hills in general. And then when the reboot was announced, I mean, her and Lauren, from what I've heard, they've just grown apart. There was no real huge fight. They just lived Mm -hmm. on opposite coasts and, you know, Lauren's a mom now and Lowe's busy with her job. So I think there was just a disconnect. Yeah. But if you think about it, these people have dragged one of her best friends for the last decade. True. So I would talk some shit. That, that's that's very true um I always like hope that I see Lo and I always like want to like I always see her apartments that she lives in in New York and I'm like gosh where does she live because I, I just want to like I know where she lives generally but I was just like gosh I want to know what apartment she always finds like the best apartments I don't know where she finds these but anyway um <laughs> yeah I are you going to be reading Audrina's book I think I have to um yeah. maybe if I read it she'll unblock me I was gonna say do you want me to dm her and ask her for like a galley copy for you or (laughs) I honestly at this point it's just like a running joke at least for me like even if no one else is in on it it's very funny to me so when I would do like the uh hills reboot I would always put pictures up on my story and all of this 
and in like the tiniest font and be like, Audrina, you look nice. Please unblock me. <laughs> so to me, it's like funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about Chloe blocking me. She like, I don't know how it happened, but it's very funny to me that it did. And yeah, I like it. exactly. <laughs> um, thank you so much for talking to me about these topics. Tell everybody about Beyond the Blinds, all your projects, your tour. Let them know. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, So I have my podcast, Nostalgia And Now. It's kind of on a hiatus. I'm kind of going back and forth with it. But Beyond the Blinds is Troy and I's baby. We talk a lot of stuff, like dark Hollywood kind of stuff. And we have a Patreon where we go even darker into Hollywood. So if you're into that kind of stuff, it's a lot of celebrity blinds. We have a show in Boston, which is sold out. And then Chicago, LA, New York, tickets are on sale. I don't know all the dates. I know it's like February and March. We'll be in, um, we'll be in New York and Chicago in February. And then I could never say that fucking month, I swear. And then we'll <laughs> be in Los Angeles in, in March. So I'm really excited and I hope to see some of you guys there. Yeah, and for any of you guys who are going to the New York show, just so you guys know, it's the day before my birthday and I will be there probably annoying them and like screaming from the crowd. So look forward to that. Please don't ban me from the show before that. No, (laughs) I'm so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) Well, thank you so much and you have a lovely day. Hold on a second. I just remember like... When I first met you guys, like walking into the rooms. I was so happy to like. To have an opportunity to meet someone like her. And you guys did that. Because. Because outside of my mom, you are the most (laughs) amazing woman that I know. Wow, the moment that some of us have been waiting for is here. Decision day over at Married at First Sight Houston. Shockingly, the first shock is that it was only one part. They did not delay the the truth (laughs) and the answers. And we just got this out in one just very brief two-hour episode instead of two Lord of the Rings style just anthologies. And I'm grateful for that. Um, Let's get into it because, you know, a lot of you guys reached out to me and were like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. And I feel like I might be disappointing you a little bit because I kind of feel like it was so predictable there were definitely some things that I screamed at and obviously I'll talk about those in a moment but for the most part we got the answers that we expected there were no real shockers not to me anyway there was definitely a whole lot of bullshit but in terms of like oh my gosh I'm surprised moments that have happened in previous seasons it just didn't really happen for me and that's okay I was not dissatisfied with the episode it was just what it was you know it was just We got exactly what I expected from the season. So let's talk about it. Um, 
the first thing we get is a bunch of diary cams of everybody getting ready for the day. They're in bed and talking about what their expectations and their partner's expectations. And um, Zach says that he hopes that Michaela answers whatever her heart feels. Johnny says that he just has to be open and honest. And it's like, why even bother? Why start now? You know, <laughs> it's over, my guy. <laughs> Don't even bother. We're we're good. We're good over here. Um, so the first couple that we get is Mirla and Gil. The couple that I think we all agreed was going to be the obvious yes couple. And that really excited me because I thought usually how they do these decision days is that they put the obvious ones in the middle and they kind of like pad it out with the more surprising ones. So when they just went right out the gate with the obvious yes, I was like, wow, this feels like there was a lot of mess that we got from the other couples and we're just getting the obvious one all the, out of the way so we can get to the drama. Um, so I was excited about that. I like to talk about the fashions. Um, Gil looked fine. He looked ready for Easter. He looked ready to... Um, campaign for some sort of local government position. He looked perfectly fine. The suit looked good on him. Here's the thing that I'm a real stickler about. <laughs> you guys are going to be surprised that I'm very particular about something. I feel like suits, every suit needs to be tailored. I, I feel like generally speaking, or even, yeah, I'm just going to say this. I feel like most suits are just shells and they need to be tailored. And so if you're a suit wearer out there, you can't just go out there, even to the nicest store. It might like fit you okay. Like Gil has a nice body, so the suit fit him nicely, but it still needed to be tailored. Mirla, um, I gotta say I loved her look. There were times where, here, here's what I wanted from Mirla. A BB cream, just a simple BB cream, a light foundation, just something. Because if she was going to go so heavy and dramatic with the dark eyeshadow, she needed something to balance it out. Like you can't just do that with, well, you can, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I just wish that she had done just something to even the skin out, you know? And I don't know, did she, did she chill out on the eyelashes because now that I'm thinking about it I don't recall having a thought at all about those eyelashes which means maybe she took them down a notch or maybe we just couldn't tell because of the eyeshadow anyway I really liked her look I liked the like corseted part of the shirt dress I liked the red bottoms thank you thank you Marilla I love that she wore her little Louboutins not even little ones there were some uh knee-high boots and I liked it I actually really liked her look I just yeah, again, a BB cream. Um, so I don't really like to talk about the, they do those clip packages before they sit down for decision day and the couples will talk about their journeys and how they felt about their partners and what they liked and what they didn't like, blah, blah, blah. I usually find those boring unless there's something like bullshit or dramatic that comes out, Johnny and Zach, what I'll talk about later. But uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to skip those. Um, what happened? So not really anything surprising. They start talking about the, you know, they sit down, the experts are talking about like, oh, how did you guys feel about the wedding day? Did you like it? And Meryl was like, no, I didn't. I 
didn't really want a wedding. This was not something that I'm into. I don't like meeting strangers. So actually that was terrible for me. Didn't like it. And Dr. Viviana's like, oh, you're actually being serious. Like you're not joking. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, why did you come on this show if you don't like meeting people <laughs> and doing new things? <laughs> And she says that she really wanted a husband and it was worth the sacrifice, worth the sacrifice of having a free wedding. Uh, okay, girl, <laughs> she really cracks me up. And at this point, like I'm just unabashedly team Mirla. Like, I don't even care. I just am going to stand her. Um, not ironically, just, um, wholeheartedly put my stand card in for printing. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, so fortunately, Gil says that he enjoyed the wedding. He enjoyed getting to meet her family. And then they start talking about how the relationship kind of moves slow. Like Mirla said, the relationship kind of went from zero to a hundred. And Gil's like, no, no. She's like, well, you don't feel like the relationship went from like zero week one to maybe 45 week two. He's like, no, I feel like it was zero week one and two and three, but you know what? Whatever, dude, because you ultimately got everything that you wanted and more. As we find out that Gil's very happy to tell us that they have consummated their marriage. In fact, they did a couple weeks before decision day. So they seem pretty happy on that front. Gil only wanted a kiss. seems like he got away more than that. Um, Pastor Cal can't wait to get in on Mirla. And he's like, "Hmm, gosh, what can I pick apart about her now uh oh i noticed you're not wearing your wedding ring <laughs> and Marilyn's very like yeah would you you saw the ring it was ugly so no i'm not wearing it <laughs> i love her i just love her she's the unsinkable mirla feria and i love her i really do um so then they talk about their money issues their money discrepancies if you will and they talk about how, well, Gil talks about how he likes nice things, but he doesn't need them and that their drives are very different. Mirla wants to be, make as money, as much money as she can as quickly as possible. She has aspirations of being a millionaire, whereas he is just happy being a hundred thousandaire. Um, Dr. Viviana says something like, I kind of thought that you guys would let the commonalities between you two reign supreme, if you will. And the money issue wouldn't be such a big issue once you guys really got to know each other and like each other. Is that wrong? And Marilyn's like, yeah, I, I do think that you guys got that wrong. <laughs> Marilyn says that she likes the finer things in life and that Gil would be fine living in a box. And Gil's like, hold on, girl. Let's slow your roll here. I like nice things. It's just, we have different opinions on what nice is. Like I would rather be self-sufficient. You want to have a doorman and a concierge, whereas I can be the doorman and the concierge and take the trash out and get the mail. You would pay a premium for these things that I just feel I should be doing normally. And <clears throat> then he says, you know, I do want to live nicely, like make no mistake. I want to have a nice home, especially for my wife and future kids. And 
they get to like a lot of reasons for their hesitancy of staying married but honestly like what does it matter that they even said this stuff because they said that they want to stay married gil even says that he's actually in love with mirla so you know it's like why even talk about the things that are issues you know we'll hear about it at the reunion we'll see how all that shook out and by the way i noticed that somebody else got some red bottoms to that reunion didn't he did we all see that in the preview uh, we got some size 13 uh, fireman Louboutin boots, didn't we? Hmm, so, so interesting how everything that I said about Gil turned out to be true and how he really didn't mind and he really does have an interest in living the same type of lifestyle as Mirla does. He just doesn't want people to think that he has changed. He just doesn't want people to think he's different. But how quickly? Because he was, the man was protesting too much. He doth protested too much on that. And I knew he had a taste for the finer things in life. He just wanted to get up a good front. But now here we see it's your feet adorned in Christian Louboutin too. Well, 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 anyway, um, let's move on to, uh, oh, <laughs> when they finally decide to say yes to each other, Mirla says, I just hope you know that I wouldn't change anything in the past few weeks except for a bunch of things, but that's okay. <laughs> I would do this all over again, except for I would change a bunch of things. <laughs> And I love her. And I love her. Um, do we think we're gonna they're gonna get on couples cam? I don't know if they like have the range for that, honestly. You all know what I mean? I'm so spoiled by Wendy and Amani. Even though I don't watch couples cam, I do have opinions about who what kind of personality it takes to be on the show that I don't watch and have honestly never really seen. <laughs> and I just don't know if Gil and Mirla are that couple. Neither are Jose and Rachel. Anyway, um, <clears throat> let's move on to Johnny and Bao. They ended up being next. And like I said before, I typically don't talk about the introduction scenes, but I really had to let out a chuckle at Johnny saying that Bao had a problem with being immature and that he had a hard time communicating with her without getting into a fight. L M F. A-O. I love when people just say complete lies with their full bird chests. I, like, uh, he really, delusional. Just absolutely delusional. Anyway, um, Bao came out. Let's get into these fashions again. In her red freakum dress. She had that perfect, she loves that silhouette. I don't know what that silhouette is with like the high, high neck and then, like, you can show a little shoulder, a little shoulder, um, a little collarbone, and that. And it's, like, a diamond shape. Why do I not know what that is? But y'all know what I mean. It's, like, a high collar, and it's got the neck around it. She loves that silhouette. And that silhouette loves her. She looks amazing in it. The red. Ugh. Mmm. She looked like a bad bitch, and I loved it. I loved it. She's a beautiful woman. So... Johnny says that even though he's moments away from making his decision, he's not 100% sure on what he's decided yet. And it's like, (laughs) I'm just so sick of this man at this point. I don't want him on my television. I am just tired. Like, I've hit my limit on 
him just lying and being stupid and thinking that he's getting away from being like a Johnny good boy. And he's not. And I'm over it. I've, I've hit a wall. I've hit a wall. Anyway, um, Dr. Pepper asks them to share their best moments from the process. And Bao, shockingly, says that she feels like there were more highs than lows in their relationship. Are you sure? Are you sure, baby girl? <laughs> Not from what we saw, but okay. Um, Johnny says that the things that he really loved, that his favorite parts were just the little things. You know, just the day-to-day small things because it gave him a peek as to what it would look like to be with Bao after the show and that that gave him hope. So Bao's response is like, she's pushing her bang over like, okay, she rolled her. It was a simultaneous like half eye roll, like the subtle eye roll and a push over the bang. Ladies, we all know what that means. Like, (laughs) thanks, I don't give a shit. Um, So... Johnny even goes on to say some wild stuff about how in the past, in the past he would run at the slightest issue in this, but this experiment made him change. Now I'm going to say that again, mostly because I stumbled over, but, but also because it's important. He says that in the past he would run at the slightest issue, but this experiment made him change. And Bao says exactly what I was thinking, which is, I kind of feel like you've been running this whole time, my guy. And if this is the best of your behavior, then Lord help us on what you've been doing before this, not on camera. My God, Johnny, really think about that. Um, So Johnny makes his face after she says, I feel like you've been running this whole time. Johnny makes a face like he is totally confused about what she's talking about, like has no idea. But then Bao says that Johnny shared with her that had it not been for signing a contract for the show, he would have left the first week. And then she hits him with a one-two punch of saying that she often feels like in this relationship, she has not said what's on her mind. And in many ways, she's kind of lost a bit of herself by not speaking up. So Dr. Pepper asks if there have been situations where Bao feels like she can't talk to Johnny and she says, yeah, like there were several times where I decided not to say anything because I just didn't want to escalate any conversations. And Johnny's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I don't feel like we ever really fought. Like my voice would only go to this or maybe like a little bit of this, but my voice would never change, which is a cop out. Okay, sure. You're not yelling, but to say that you did not escalate any situations, Jonathan, is a scientific empirical fact like you went into a room once and were slamming bamming no thank you mamming all over the walls you were playing bring it in the noise bring it in the funk on those walls or whatever you were hitting and then you came out with your like constantly your Forehead veins and neck veins were just on the brim of bursting at any given moment. So it really doesn't matter if you didn't raise your voice. You still escalated situations. You would walk out. You would leave. You you know? Ugh. Anyway, he's delusional. <laughs> he's absolutely delusional. Um, 
Bao says, I think we have two different memories of our arguments. And then Johnny goes into complete victim mode. And he says that Bao wants there to be a right and a wrong person in a discussion. And there are only so many times where he's willing to take that on. And he doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, oh, thank you, Johnny. Oh, you're the one who's been like, what? You have started every single argument. Every time y'all sat down for a meal. Every time there was a moment which could have been fine. But then you found some 1% nitpicky way to make it Bao's fault. Every situation aside from Bao admitting that she doesn't like to take showers regularly has been your fault. Every single one. And he really could have like coasted on the wave of her being a funk, a funk, funkadelic, but he didn't. He had the golden goose and he did not take it and he ruined it. Like, remember how we all felt? Remember how we all felt when we sat in front of our televisions and saw Bao tell her new husband that she doesn't like to take showers and that she was even trying to negotiate uh, a future circumstance in which she would not have to take showers, like uh, sleeping on the couch instead or uh, changing the bed sheets in the morning, things like that. Golden goose egg that Johnny got. And, and he's been so horrible that we forgot that this bitch doesn't like to take showers. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So then Dr. Pepper asks Johnny to shed any sort of insight at all into the conversation he had with Sarah. And he apologizes to Bao for having that conversation with her and says that he was going through a rough time and he was feeling distraught. And basically he clung on to this conversation with Sarah because he felt like she was the only person who understood where he was, AKA she was the only person validating his bullshit delusions, which should make you realize if you're talking to your own family members and your own friends and her friends 
and experts, and you're only finding one person who's agreeing with you, that's a problem, Jonathan. Is his name Jonathan? I don't know. That's a problem, Johnny. But okay, thank you for admitting that that is what happened. I mean, we all knew it, but, you know, admittance is the first step. So then Bao says where she was coming from is she was already feeling bad about the relationship when the Sarah stuff happened. And it only made it worse because then she felt like she was not only being betrayed by her husband, but her best friend. And that Johnny just went for and believed the one person who said that she was crazy. Johnny again half a point for you on that one admits that he was clinging to whatever Sarah said. And he apologizes for talking about things that were intimate to their relationship without asking bow for permission first. Now that is good. That is a definite part of it, but that's not all of it. And I don't even think that bow would have really taken it on that angle, though. I think it is a good thing to think of. Like you did invite somebody into your intimate marriage when they had no business being there. And yes, you should have asked her permission. But the real problem is that you believed her. You know? The real issue is that you believed her and that you were about to blow up your whole marriage or whatever was left of it over you finding and clinging to the one person who believed the bullshit that you were screaming. But Pastor Cal says that they, the experts, had some really high hopes for Johnny and Bao and America. And you can add, add me onto that list. And it appeared like they had the same issues that they had had in their dating life. And they brought them into their marriage. Now, I'm just wondering if this statement was for both of them or was it just for Johnny? Because I don't know. I just felt like the, the experts were not as protective of Bao as I felt like she deserved. I felt like they didn't go as hard on Johnny as he deserved. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So then we get to the decision day moment and Johnny goes first. He starts off by saying, well, you know how Johnny like eyes down, huffing and puffing drama 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 and he starts talking about how this was a difficult decision because they've been through so many lows and then he whispers so many lows (laughs) and then he goes i'm a yes because i want to see what happens without the cameras and the lights and the crew which means that he was taking the zach approach to this let's go back to last week where they all the couples, all the, you know, individuals got together and played pool, right? And uh, Zach came up with slash revealed his cockamamie decision day logic, which was, if I say yes on decision day, then that would mean that I was happy for the eight weeks. But if I say no on decision day, that opens the door somehow for us to continue on this marriage, even though I'm telling her and legally going through a divorce, right? And then Bao came in with, huh, what are you talking about? Stop being a fucking weirdo. And she said the correct thing, which is if you say no on decision day to me, that feels like a rejection. And if you just want to see where things go in the future, then just say yes on decision day, maybe. Um, so... Johnny in a confessional after Bao said that said, 
I he said something like I kind of I understand where Zach is coming from, but I'm listening to Bow and I'm going to take that in. So this is what I saw, like the culmination of him being like what he really wanted to do was do the Zach approach, which is to say no, but then leave the door open, Bruno Mars. And he knew that if he didn't say yes, the she that there was the door would be closed. Nene Lakes. So, <laughs> so he, this is why he said yes to me. This is why he said yes. Now, where he got himself fucked up is with Bao's response, which really just made me scream. So, Dr. Pepper then asks Bao what her decision is. And she says that she was pretty sure about her decision coming into the day. But she wasn't aware of how hard it would be. And then she straight up says, my answer is no, I want a divorce because I came into this looking for a commitment and support and I don't feel like I got it. And I'm so unhappy. (laughs) And it's so much that I can't trust you. And yeah, I got to make a change here right now. Thank you. Uh, What a really, I mean, was it a relief? She was not going to say it. Like, not... I would have put it... Every penny of the $7.19 that I have in my savings that she would have said no on decision day. So, I mean, it's like, I'm happy. I'm happy to just see the official no. But I knew that we were going to get that. But I'm happy. And I'm just happy. Johnny really... You guys... Johnny really was like, What? I just, what do you mean? (laughs) He looked as stupid as he's been looking all season, and I was here for it. So Dr. Pepper asks Johnny how he's feeling, and he's like acting like he got a headache, and he's rubbing his head, and he's like, well, I I just didn't see what the harm would be in trying. (laughs) And in confessional, this motherfucker really does not seem to get it, and he says, when we talked about the good moments on the couch that we had, like, why wouldn't she want to give it a shot? I mean, was marriage with me that bad? <laughs> yeah. 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 You said to her, I would have literally rather been matched with anyone else. You said to her, <laughs> Don't you think that there's a reason why 15 years ago I didn't ask you on another date? Because there wasn't a spark. Because I wasn't physically attracted to you. You said to her that you don't like the way she flirts, that she looks like a child, and it's disgusting to you. And now you're thinking that 10 minutes ago, when you guys were reminiscing on the good times whatever one or three, one to three existed, that she was just going to change her whole switch it all the way up and be like, yeah, I do want to see where this goes. No, she knows where it's going. The highway to hell, Jonathan. Uh, He really was like, I don't understand why she would try. Was being married to me that bad? Me? Bitch, I about fell out. Oh my god. I 
cannot, and I'll never recover from that. The bow was the first one to walk out the door, but right before the doors closed, because they have those like, uh, you know, automatic double doors, like at the grocery store. So as the doors close, she looks back and she smiled. <laughs> she was so happy. In a confessional, she says it really just does not add up that Johnny would want to work on things now when he had not been trying to work on a goddamn thing in the past three months or three weeks rather and she doesn't trust him and it's too little too late i know that's right girl let them know thank you thank you to you bow okay let's move on to brett and ryan oh y'all know how much i love brett i think she's beautiful I just wish somebody had talked her out of that dress. I didn't like it. I didn't like the color. I didn't like the style. As a member of the Tiggle Bitty community, I just know what, what, um, you know, cuts work for our chest. And there's something like you can do a deep V as a large chested lady, but it's that particular cut that really makes your breasts look heavy. They make them look like bosoms. You know, and no 34 year old wants to have bosoms. She, they make you look like, you know, like, like Streganona kind of just like, like a Nona chest, you know, um, and it makes it look just matronly. So I didn't like that. Um, but she's beautiful. She looked beautiful. And I just didn't really like the color. I didn't like the color. I just didn't like it, but you know what? She's still beautiful. She still looks like, (laughs) I mean, like, look at me. Don't look at me right now. Like, judging. I I can't even describe what I have on right now. Like, please. I'm in no position to be judging. I just, the dress wasn't for her. But she looked beautiful. Considering it wasn't for her. Anyway. um, So, Ryan's package said, he mentioned that, like, he and Brett are really good at hanging out and having a good time. But he was looking for marriage and not a roommate. So... When at any point did you try to have a marriage with Brett? Like putting it all on her, like, oh yeah, like she's she's like one of the bros, but like this wasn't what I was looking for. And it's like, are you saying that because she failed or because you didn't try? Whatever. Ryan's stupid. So anyway, he also looks like he borrowed his suit jacket from somebody like way larger and boxier than him. Then, but honestly, that's like exactly the look that he deserved. Uh, so. They both start off very complimentary of each other and they say that they do have a lot of fun together. They enjoy each other's competitive spirit and that hanging out with each other, like just as friends, was always really fun. Dr. Pepper bursts that bubble pretty much immediately and she says, I want to respect the conversation we're having and I know, Ryan, that you want to be a good guy, but I just have one thing I want to deal with uh, with you. I don't understand how... Like, being respectful and being a good guy. Like, how does a good guy start a dating app before your marriage is actually over? How does that happen? (laughs) So what were you thinking? What were you thinking? So Ryan's like, oh. uh, uh." (laughs) Ryan is terrified of women. 
Like there, like there was a one-two punch of of uh, Doctor Viviana and uh, Doctor Pepper saying something to him at once. Um, oh, this happens right now. So this is a moment where Ryan officially became a men's right, rights activist. So after Doctor Pepper asks him what he was thinking, starting a dating app before he even finished with the relationship, and Ryan says that he and Brett talked about that significantly, and that he's forever apologetic that she had to get that message from her friend, and that he hopes that she believes him that it wasn't his intention, and that he didn't mean it for, mean for it to happen. And Brett is kind of like nodding along to this, like, yeah, we did have a talk. I do. I I can't really make heads or tails of her, of whether she is just getting along to get along with Ryan or if she genuinely believes him because she shouldn't believe him. And it didn't seem like she did, but I don't know. There was something about her compliance if you will, that made it seem like she was giving him a little bit more credit than he deserved. But thank God for Dr. Viviana, who, after he's like, oh, she understands we had these significant conversations and she knows I didn't mean for it to happen. She says, but it didn't happen. You did it. Ugh. It it sent chills up my spine. Like, so many people need to hear this when they come up with excuses. This is not something that happened This is something that you did. So Dr. Viviana says, why did you do that? And Ryan says they had an initial connection that he lost along the way. But then he says that he has, well, you know, I hate to say I have a type, but at 35, I do have a type. And now we said it. And finally we get there. You weren't attracted to her. How that is possible is crazy to me because I like if I'm thinking about as somebody if I'm thinking as somebody if I'm in the mind frame of somebody who is attracted to women I would look at Brett and be like holy shit thank god she's gorgeous (laughs) like she's not even just pretty as like hey uh, you're beautiful like girl power no she's legitimately hot I don't get it who the, I want seven pictures of the girls that he deems his type, who he's dated, and who he would describe as his type. I want celebrity doppelgangers. I want pictures of people that you've dated in your past. And I would also like just like a random mix of like, just get on Instagram stories and go through your Tinder and tell me the chicks that you would swipe right on. That's what I want to know because she's hot. Like, I don't get it anyway. So Dr. Pepper, thank God, was like, yeah, you have a type and it's fair to say that you've had plenty of your type and the connection didn't even work. So do you think it's the type that's the issue or do you think that maybe you're just trying to get an easy way out? I don't know. Um, I think... Saying that she wasn't his type is the truth, though. I don't think that's an easy way out. I think he's been taking the easy way out by saying, oh, she's great. She's wonderful. I love hanging out with her. I love spending time with her. That's taking the easy way out because it's not telling the truth of like, you don't think that she's good looking. You know, (laughs) saying she's not my type, I guess, is the easy way out of saying that I'm not attracted to her. 
I guess. But ultimately, I think that's real. Like, it shouldn't be real, but it's real for Ryan, and let's be honest about it. You don't think she's attractive enough for you, which is wild. She's attractive enough on her own. She's definitely out of your league, my guy. So Ryan says that he wouldn't agree that he was looking for an out, and that he could look the experts right in the eye and say that he wanted to come out of this with a marriage, and what it come what it came down to was his lack of feelings. And Brett says, to be honest, I was waiting for a feeling too, but you literally don't just sit there and wait for that to happen. You have to put the work in. The pastor Cal asked Ryan if there was anything that Brett could have done that would have made a difference because she's beautiful. She's funny. She's outgoing. She's a ride or die chick. She is wife material. Didn't answer the question. We did not get a concrete answer on that. So I'm hoping that Kevin Frazier is going to help us out with that because I need answers. So Dr. Viviana says she asked Brett if she thinks that Ryan was ready to be married. Excuse me. And Brett says no, but deep down she thinks that they do want the same things. Like they want to get married. They want to have children, but he just wasn't ready. So pastor Cal asked Ryan what he could have done differently. And he says that he wished that he had been more open with his feelings instead of tiptoeing around uncomfortable conversations. And Brett says that she wishes she had spoken up about Ryan giving it to her straight sooner. Like she wished that she had asked him and demanded that he be honest with her sooner. Um, So obviously when it comes to the decision, they said yes. And they lived happily ever after. Just kidding. Clearly they said no. (laughs) So moving on to Michaela and Zach, this of course was the wild card that I expected it to be. And it really, like, it helped me confirm all of my feelings that I've been screaming about Zach all this season were right. And I was right to do it. So pat on the back for me once again. (laughs) Congratulations, Kara, you called it out. So I love how during their, like, introductory through our journey clip package, they intersperse Zach saying that he knows Michaela loves him and he just wants to be sure he loves her too with the footage of her going on a rampage (laughs) at that retreat house and having to be restrained by a producer as she slammed the door shut in front of the cameraman. I just want to be sure that she loves me too. Slam. (laughs) So once again, they get in front of the experts and they are full like everything's shiny and bright with us. We're all great, light and bright and saying how excited they are to be there, how happy they are. Michaela's outfit was cute. It like I like the cream color. It was nice for her skin tone. I like the cutout and the whole situation. It was very like Solange wedding photos. It, it was the the knee high cowboy boots for me, which honestly I'm not even sure that I can say I can't sit here and fully say to you guys that I hated them. I kind of liked them. I don't know if I liked them for uh like a serious occasion, not that a decision day is as well. It should be a serious occasion, but not with Michaela and Zach. Um, it was more like, I would like to see Casey Musgraves wear them on tour. That was, that's, that's what I would like to see. So I did like them, but not for the outfit. But anyway, Michaela looked beautiful. She took her, her struggle wig out. And I love that. We're happy for her. Cause the wig was really, you know, it was a, uh, a statement on the condition 
and the current events of the relationship. And it looked real worse for wear, much like the actual situation she was in. But anyway, they're like really talking good game. Mm. They're, they're talking game anyway about how great they are and how happy they are. So, um, the Michaela's voice is always very interesting. Also very interesting because I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it was very like manipulative. <laughs> it was very like, she was trying to make it sound very sweet and a little more high pitched than usual. And just very like, I'm a sweet little girl. Please don't be mad at me. And it just felt like she kind of knew that she was up in front of three principals, kind of like she was being called to the principal's office and she knew like, I'm about to have to lip sync for my life so I don't get detention at the end of this. So Dr. Pepper asks them to describe what their version of the marriage was like, which was a shady question. <laughs> like, like, what is your truth? Because I know both of you guys are delusional. So why don't you just share what you think happened? Because both of you are wrong. So Doc, um, Michaela begins by saying that for her, it was like a really big learning curve and that they're really, there were really great moments, but there were also really crazy moments, but all in all, she's happy that all of it happened. And because she had so many lessons that she learned from Zach. <laughs> so then Dr. Pepper asks Zach for his answer and he opens up his suit jacket and pulls out a piece of paper, like a letter that he wrote and Dr. Pepper says, oh, we're not doing the decision day part. And Zach says, oh, I know. So this letter that he wrote or whatever these notes were, were for something else. God help us. This man is really long-winded. So he starts talking about how he hopes that Michaela doesn't look back at this time with remorse and how she's made him a better man and he'll forever be grateful for it. And about how everything they've gone through was worth it and he wouldn't change a single thing. And of course, <laughs> he starts to cry and says, and I hope you wouldn't either. <laughs> so then he says, he can honestly say that he loves her. And Michaela starts to get emotional and asks for a tissue. And then she says that it's been a journey and to hear that coming from Zach really means a lot. And it makes her feel like he cares and it makes her feel like he has emotions and thoughts that he hasn't yet shared with her. Y'all are really doing like a Tyler Perry play. And I didn't ask to be here. This is not what I signed up for. Um, Pastor Cal asks, Zach, how he's feeling. And of course he starts to cry again and says that he's really happy and thankful. And how, when he first met the experts, he was just so happy to have an opportunity to meet somebody like Michaela. What the hell? <laughs> first of all, I need him to stop acting like at 27, this was his last day. Like he's acting like if his, like his parents told him, if you don't get married by 28, we're cutting you off. And so he's acting like I came to this on my last legs and I came to you guys looking for help and you gave me <laughs> Okay, Zach. Okay. <laughs> so then Zach really turns it up about seven notches and he says outside of my mom Michaela you're the most amazing woman that I know Zach how many women do you know and y'all know that I have been 
mostly on Team Michaela this whole time because I feel like Zach is a sneaky little something and he's always living in his universe and not understanding why people live in a different universe that he lives in. And it's just like, I see why Michaela gets riled up, but I also think, sir... That is not possible. The Michaela is the most amazing woman that you know in your life next to your mother. Do you not have like an aunt, an older cousin? Uh, what about your brother's wives or fiance? Um, a mentor, a coworker, uh, a late a bank teller, um, like a, a particularly friendly checkout person at Trader Joe's. Like that can't possibly, she can't. That's not possible. Thank you fucking hell to Dr. Viviana who says, I think people are going to look at this and be like, wait a minute, these people are gushing. And that compared to what this journey looks like, looks really different. So can you explain to us how that makes sense for you? (laughs) Thank you. So Zach says, that actions speak louder than words. So the fact that Michaela is still willing to have conversations with him means that she must love him. And then he says to Michaela, and you must love me because unless, excuse me, and you must love me unless you're crazy. (laughs) And they both laugh like that's not an actual real possibility, but okay. Um, Then Zach says that sometimes he gets skeptical because actions don't match words, but with hers, they do. So Michaela says that they really have like put into practice how to talk to each other, how to communicate, how to listen. And she thinks that they've overcome a lot and they've called a ceasefire. Now this is the second time that she has used, um, uh, like battle style words to describe them. Like remember when she said that they were like King Kong and Godzilla and now she's calling a ceasefire. And I think she said, she used another term earlier or not too long ago. And it just feels like she's approaching this relationship and in a very, ugh, I, I don't even, y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. So anyway, um, they, Michaela goes on to say that like, she realized that hurricane K is not okay. And that she regrets it. And that is the most, sense that anybody has made since Michaela and Zach sat down. So they get to to decision day and Michaela says she wants to stay married because she wants to see what the future looks like for them. Dr. Pepper asks Zach um, what he thinks and he says that he wants a divorce. (laughs) And then he says that it's not a bad thing. I just want to divorce the last eight weeks that we experienced, but I'm willing to see where this goes in the future. So now you want to get into the, all this like uh, exist, not even existential, like uh, just like these um, symbolic things and and confusing pathways. Sound like oh, this is I'm when I say I want a divorce, I mean I want a divorce from what we had. Okay, but you're actually when you say you want a divorce, you're actually going to be divorcing her do you not understand how this show works sir because everybody else says that you and this is what really tickles me is that he has now made a new definition for divorce and now he's mad at us or confused or 
annoyed with the fact that we're not picking up what he's putting down. Dr. Pepper is basically like, explain how you want to divorce the experience you had and still see where things go. And Zach explains that it's just not that easy for them. So Pastor Cal says, Zach, I have always supported you, but you're not communicating in a way that's palatable to Michaela. And you're unknowingly putting a nail in the coffin by saying that you want a divorce. So then Zach has the nerve to say, gosh, well, that's which is what's so mind boggling to me. What is mind boggling to you? Like He is, I don't even think he's trying to gaslight. I think this is just how Zach's mind work. And now, and now, like before, I see why Michaela gets frustrated with him because he has these new rules and he doesn't seem to understand that those don't apply in the real world where we've all come to a consensus on what things mean. We've all decided what a divorce means. We've all decided what the premise of the show is. So now you're trying to like pussy pop around the rules and it don't make no sense. Like it literally does not make sense, but it also doesn't make sense within the rules of the show. At that point, Pastor Cal has to literally break it down for him like he's stupid and say, this woman wants to know if you want to continue being married to her, knowing that you technically want a divorce and what happened, and excuse me, knowing that you want to technically divorce what happened in the past, but she needs to know if you're going to stay in this relationship or not moving forward. So which one is it, Zach? And Michaela says, do you want to stay married to me going forward? And Zach hymns and haws and then he says no because to him it means that he's not divorcing the past. (laughs) Zachary. What you're talking about is purely symbolic. So why are you trying to get a literal divorce over a symbolic divorcing quote unquote of the past? Do you not see how those things don't align with each other. Do you not see how telling somebody that you want a divorce is a rejection of the relationship that you're in? So Michaela says to Zach, you know, to hear you say that you don't want to be married to me, it's just kind of like, wait a minute. And Zach says, well, I guess I'm just being selfish here. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just weird for me. Like, it's just like a weird thing for me to feel better mentally. So Pastor Cal says, Zach, I hope you understand the impact of what you're saying. And when Zach tries again to explain this dumbass logic, Pastor Cal's like, no, 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 no. And stops him. So then he has to help him again and explain to him that no is a definitive statement. And that you can say, yes, but I want to work on our relationship. But you can't say no, I want a divorce, but I want to stay together. You see what that means? (laughs) Zach legitimately does not seem to understand. And he asked them if it would be better if he just said no. And they said, no, your answer is your answer. But it's how you're answering that makes it bad. Okay, stupid. So Michaela says she wants to get married again to see or stay married rather to see what the future looks like for them. But while she's hearing a lot of beautiful things from Zach, she also hears that when they get up and walk out of this room, he's a man who wanted a divorce from his wife, and she's a woman who wanted to continue to work on her marriage. 
So the experts all look at her at the same time and they're like, yeah, exactly, girl. So Zach continues to dig his kitten heels into this and he says that he's uh, confused about Michaela switching it up. <sighs> okay. Why does he not understand that... I understand that they had this conversation previously and they were like, okay, no, because Zach said, okay, would I say when they had the conversation, he said, would I say today we should stay married? No, I would say we should get a divorce, but I want to continue working on things. But I don't think Michaela really understood what he was saying, because why would anybody understand what saying what he was fully saying? Because what he's saying is just like his version of whatever he wants. And then we're all supposed to just line up and, and go up for it. But, uh, okay. So he's now saying that she's switching it up, whatever. I think the ultimate switch up would be saying that you want to legally, uh, divorce somebody, but then continue in your relationship with them. But okay. Um, so Zach walks out and in a confessional, Michaela says if he had wanted to continue in this relationship, I would have been willing to do that, but I just don't see the point in continuing now. So I'm not going to do it. So after they both leave, Pastor Cal looks at Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana and says, what was that? (laughs) And Dr. Viviana kind of laughs and she says, I just think Zach wanted to be the good guy who said that they could be friends after the fact, but that hardly ever happens in real life. I think she's got part of it. I think most of these guys on the season maybe all of them have this good guy syndrome where they will do anything but be honest because they think that that is that that makes them look bad and i'm going to i haven't really talked about 90 day fiance mostly because i immediately dropped it after the season premiere but i've been watching and catching up so i think i'm like one episode behind and for those of you who guys watch it this 90 day the other way Corey and evelyn's story It gave me so much shades of this. Corey is desperate to be a good guy. So if you guys don't watch 9A Fiance, Corey and Evelyn is like probably the worst couple. Neither of them, you can't root for any of them. Evelyn is a monster. Corey is just like a limp dick, limp dick. And so she's from Ecuador. He's from Washington. So he, Night Day the Other Way is when the Americans go to the foreigner country and live there. So Corey has been living in Ecuador and he and Evelyn have been kind of off and on. Um, at one point they were off. He went and found this chick, started dating her. And then eventually, um, the pandemic hit, so he had to go back to live with Evelyn, and they eventually ended up getting back together, right? So Corey was never honest about the fact he told Evelyn, what he told Evelyn about his relationship with Jenny was that they just spent four days together, when the reality is that they had actually been together for a couple of months. He met her family and friends, and it was like a real full-blown we're going to move in together relationship. But then he ended up having to go back and he went back to Evelyn. So he has to now over the season, tell Evelyn the truth about his relationship with this chick. And I can't remember what he says, which would make this point, make me have a point to this. But basically what he said was like, after he tells Evelyn, he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you know, like we were so happy until I told the truth. 
basically like pointing the blame at him being honest. But Evelyn keeps trying to tell him, if you were just honest in the beginning, I wouldn't be so pissed now. I'm pissed off at the fact that you've been lying to me and making up very specific lies about how this was just a four day fling when you were in like a real boyfriend, girlfriend relationship with this chick. Zach is that kind of guy. Ryan is that kind of guy. Jose is that kind of guy. Johnny's that kind of guy. Where it, they, in their mind, think, if I'm honest, I'm going to lie because if I'm honest, the girl's going to flip out. And then when they eventually tell the girl, they're like, see, that's exactly what happened. Look at her. She's flipping out. No, she's pissed because... You weren't just honest with her in the beginning and you held this secret for your own sick pleasures to keep me in this relationship with you. And now you're pointing the finger back on me and saying that like, I'm the crazy one for reacting this way when the reality is that that you're a liar. You're a fucking liar, Camille. So anyway, that's my point is that Zach would rather go all around the merry-go-round, do the loop-de-loops, go up high, go down low, Go in the dark places, go in the light, stand, you know, get on the top of that hill and and do that anticipation thing. He would rather go all around the world, been around the world and I, 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 I can't find my honesty. And that's annoying. It's really, really annoying. And I'm going to stop and we're going to move on to Rachel and Jose because I can't with them. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So... Dr. Pepper did the voiceover for Rachel and Jose, and she started off by saying that they've loved seeing their journey and watching them get closer. Did anybody else feel that way? Were people really going up for Rachel and Jose? This was the first season that I was like largely off of Twitter and live tweeting because I had been retweeting or live tweeting Beverly Hills and what have you, but so I don't really know. Like, were people really going up for Rachel and Jose like that? I don't think they were. I don't think so. But anyway, um, Rachel absolutely came dressed for the clubs, like the clubs in 2007. I was here for it. That's not shade. Like, I liked it. She looked really cute. Um, Jose got an adult size Armani belt buckle to match his baby gap suit. And, you know, that was a lot. You guys see what I mean about him? Y'all see what I mean. I gotta tell you guys, shout out to my mom, who, you know, y'all know that behind the scenes, a couple of you guys have come to me and, and said that you didn't like that I made fun of Jose being short, blah, blah, blah. And my mom was one of them. Okay. My mo- my own mother was one of them. Reminding me all the time that my dearly departed father is also about the same height as Jose. I don't think that's true. I think Charles may have had a couple inches on him, but that's neither here nor there. So... 
over the course of the season, she started changing her tune a little bit and said, oh, did you know that she noticed something that every time that Rachel and Jose had a conversation, like a serious conversation that they were going to film, Jose would always put himself up higher than Rachel. There was one conversation where I think this was maybe at the retreat that they were walking around some stables and he got up on the fence to talk to her. There are conversations where they're in the house. Well, he'll stand up, he'll sit on the kitchen counter. He's always trying to elevate himself from her. Where was I going with that? I really just wanted to say that he wore a baby gap suit. <laughs> um, but now you guys are like basically free of me talking, making short jokes about him. But like, he just has short man behavior. You know, you can be, Okay, this is what I should have explained to you guys this whole time. Like, you know how you can have BDE, you can have big dick energy without actually having a big dick. You can have short man energy without being short. It's just that Jose is also short on top of it. He has short man energy, but he's also just factually short. Anyway, um, so Rachel says that the hardest part before sitting down, that the hardest part about this whole situation is knowing if Jose is the right husband for her. Which seems like a pretty big question that you might want to answer before decision day, but we're here now, girl. Sorry. Um, So Rachel starts off by saying how the beginning was so perfect and then they had their great lockout of 2021 and how the day after that, she thought, I'm done. It was just too much for her. Uh, Dr. Viviana says, yeah, we have to talk about that deadbolt. First of all, how did you reach it? Secondly, sorry. Um, she asked Rachel what the whole experience was like for her emotionally. And Rachel says that for her, it's just the way that Jose argues. And then she says, and I look to, I look at the way he argues as a character flaw. <laughs> now, I don't know much about marriage and like the ins and outs of being married, But I feel like, you know, we have to accept people as imperfect people. And I get that. But I just feel like if I thought that some behavior that my partner engaged in was a flaw in them and their character, I just feel like you shouldn't feel that way about your partner. You know, you shouldn't feel that they have like character flaws. Like, like inherently who they are, this aspect of them as a person is bad. (laughs) It's bad. And I don't think that's good. That doesn't seem like a thing that married people should say about each other. But y'all write in. Let me know if you think that your spouses have an inherent character flaw, but you love them anyway. (laughs) I genuinely would like to know. I really would. Um, So Jose says that clearly his actions did not serve this marriage appropriately. But it's tough when someone says that they want to throw in the towel. Now, I'm just trying to remember, like, serve my memory correctly and think, didn't he? He keeps pointing this like, oh, but she wanted out and that was tough for me. And I reacted this way because of that. But to me, I thought that she, I thought him kicking her out came before her saying that she wanted out of this relationship, but maybe I'm wrong. But even if I'm wrong, I still think that is flawed logic. But anyway, um, so 
Dr. Pepper asks Jose if he fully trusts his wife. And he says that he does worry about things hitting the fan, whether or not she's going to bounce. But Rachel says it's a lot different when you're with somebody who you really want to be with. So it comes down to make the decision. And Jose talks about how, uh, from a foundational standpoint, the relationship has far exceeded what I expected. And, you know, I really appreciate the little things that she does. Obviously, he says yes. I noticed that he said he cared for her, but at no point did he say he loved her. He doesn't say, I love you. He doesn't say, I have love for her. Not at any point did the L word come out. And I thought that was very interesting. Um, So Rachel says that he, you know, he's great. And she even goes as far, she says yes. She goes as far as to say that she is privileged to be able to continue to be in this relationship. And if this relationship taught us anything, is that there is a lid for every pot, that's for sure. Or perseverance, just just chugging along. Because I kind of feel like both of them are like, well, this is okay, so we'll continue. This is not like the great love story. And I, I you know, know I'm always like looking at my North Star of Woody and Imani to, 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 for greatness. And for Rachel and Jose, it just feels like, well, this is the best situation I've had so far. So I'm just going to keep chugging along. And like, if y'all like it, then I don't love it. But, you know, it's happening. If you guys like it, then it's happening. <laughs> so that was really it like honestly I cannot believe that Rachel said that she was privileged to be with this man but whatever um then we get some diary cams of everybody from after decision day and Michaela says that she's willing and open to see what the future looks like for her there's footage of Miraline Gill walking around with hype the dog everybody meets up at a restaurant and they go around to talk about what they're Decision day was, or their decisions from decision day were, and Mirla reveals that they decided to stay together, and she's really excited to move into their new apartment and start decorating, and Gil tells everybody, oh yeah, and also we've had sex. Thank you, Gil. Um, Brett says, you know, her marriage with Ryan didn't go the way she wanted it to, but Ryan also says that it was a big disappointment and I just like can't even believe that he even bothers saying this stuff because at no point was he emotionally invested in this marriage whatsoever. So like, what are you disappointed about? Anyway, you don't even, he didn't even seem disappointed that he got caught on Tinder, you know? So like, where's the disappointment, sir? Anyway, um, in a confessional, Gil says it seems that Things between Brett and Ryan seemed to be going really well in the beginning, but ultimately Ryan wasn't honest and he would say one thing and then do another. And he, because of that, he ended up looking like a bad guy in the end. No. And also because he's a bad guy. So Michaela starts to begin to tell the story of how she said that she wanted to stay married on decision day. And she barely gets three words out before Zach head in his hand, just like, Oh God, what is she about to say now? And Zach says, I'm not going to lie, but decision day was the worst day out of the whole eight weeks for me, but I still intend to hang out with you, Michaela. And so no matter what I said or what she said on decision day, it doesn't really matter because we were still going to do that. Then why did you cause all this hubbub? Like, just say yes, then like what, 
what did he lose from just saying yes? If you had every intention in the world of continuing this relationship, then why not just say yes? Whatever. He's so weird. So in a confessional, Bao says, the rules are very clear. It's do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce? And it kind of sounds like Zach wants to have his cake and eat it too. Let us know how that cake is, Bao. Um, So then Gil asks Zach if he would feel like how he would feel if Michaela just cut him off. And he said he would respect it. Okay. So Michaela says our relationship is our relationship. And he, he really needs to step away from this sort of thing. Like the cameras, I guess, in order to flourish. I respect that. So it seems like at this point in time, they have continued on doing whatever the hell they're doing. So Brett says, it doesn't matter if everybody else is confused and they have whiplash about the situation, girl. Michaela, we support you. And even though this doesn't make any sense and all of us are looking at you real crazy, don't worry about it, girl. This is just between you two. Good luck. Um, Bao says that, you know, she came into decision day with a decision that came after lots and lots of reflection. Ultimately, she decided on divorce because she felt like she hadn't really been in a marriage in the big first place. So... Gil asks Bao, you know, if she hesitated. And she said, no, like, it's really just too late, too little, too late. So Ryan in a confessional says that it's kind of surprising that Johnny and Bao didn't work out because they were intellectuals. They were successful people and they kind of had this like nerdy thing going on. And I just felt like, sorry, y'all. I felt like what he was saying was like, I, I just thought he was bringing up some stereotypes and basically would have just said like, well, I thought they would have been together because they're Asian. You know, it really sounded like that's what he wanted to say, but he just found all the words, all these like weird stereotypes to put on them to talk about why he thought they were together. <laughs> but Maybe I'm, I was just reading too into things. Um, Johnny says some bullshit about feeling better about the future with whoever he's with, whatever. I don't care. Um, and everybody is just kind of like waxing poetic about the moment. And Brett's so happy that she found this group of people and they all really like each other as friends. And Bao is in a confessional talking about what a journey it's been and how she's so grateful that she met and got to know so many wonderful people. And she starts to cry and says, my heart is full. (laughs) And yeah, like I said, Brett does some like fast and furious. We're going to be family for life shit. And that was the end. I am really looking forward to the reunion. I am hoping that we really get to see some things, hear some things, get some clarification about who is doing things with what I heard a lot of rumors about other people, other single cast members dating cast members and not the one that you think I'm talking about. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So uh, with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.